The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled Christian Healing, and I've been teaching this book chapter by chapter. My request to everyone who is listening to this show, if it's live, if it's uh, via iTunes or Stitcher, if you're listening to the downloads on the website, however you are encountering and engaging these podcasts, this online radio show, my request is for you to actually get the book Christian Healing by Charles Fillmore. Read it chapter by chapter as we go along with uh, Mr. Fillmore's thoughts, his ideas, his concepts, the principles he's teaching to, so we can grasp the foundations of, as he would say, Christian healing. But in my opinion, this book is a foundational book on Christian metaphysics in general. In my opinion, uh, Charles Fillmore is giving really good foundational principles, basic truth principles, as we like to say in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Because the book isn't really focused on healing as much as it is on the realization of who God is in you and who you are in God. That realization brings about healing. Therefore, my suggestion would be, again, get the book. You can buy the book. You can download it uh, via Play Store or iTunes. You can find free PDFs floating around on the Internet. This is an accessible book. I try to always use books that people can actually get. It doesn't make sense for me to teach a book where I teach a book chapter by chapter and then not give people the opportunity to do reading on their own. Because I'm a big believer that the real teacher is on the inside. The real teacher is the spirit of God, the Christ, the I am, the Lord God, the spirit of truth within you, your true spiritual nature. Again, God isn't in you like a raisin is in raisin bread. God is in you like wet is in water. It's the essence of who you are. So, again, we're about to now study the chapter, uh, Lesson 10, on will and understanding. Before we go forward, I want to give two quick definitions out of the revealing word on will and understanding before I get into the book because it'll help 
um, give context to this chapter. Charles Fillmore wrote on page 209 of the Revealing Word, which is a dictionary of metaphysical terms. If you don't have it, get it. That's all I can say about the Revealing Word. If you don't have it, get it. Uh, the will. The will is the executive faculty of mind, the determining factor in man. What man wills or decrees comes to pass in his experience. And under understanding, he he writes, God is supreme knowing that in man which comprehends is understanding. It knows and comprehends in wisdom. His comparisons are not made in the realm of form, but in the realm of ideas. It knows how to accomplish things. Spiritual discernment reveals that knowledge and intelligence are auxiliary to understanding. Then he gives a very powerful statement. He says, or he wrote, there are two ways of getting understanding. One is by following the guidance of spirit that dwells within. And the other is to go blindly ahead and learn by hard experience. I'm going to read that again. There are two ways of getting understanding. One is by following the guidance of spirit that dwells within, and the other is to go blindly ahead and learn by hard experience. So when we start talking about will and understanding, will being the executive faculty of the mind, the decision maker, the choice maker, that's what he says, what man or humanity wills or decrees, that is what we have in our experience. Because until we make a choice, until we make a decision, until we say, okay, I'm giving permission to do a thing, to think a thing, to dwell on a thing, etc., then it doesn't happen. So an understanding is knowing. Now, I've I taught these two faculties in great detail in the series, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. So my suggestion would be if you are interested in drilling down on these two faculties of mind, these two spiritual gifts, I would suggest you actually go back and listen to that lesson because I, I, I think I do it justice. I also taught will and understanding in the creative process. Now that's a few years back where I taught the, uh, the, the first chapter of Genesis as ideas or stages of mind unfoldment. How do you work with ideas? How do you bring something from the unformed to the form? And in the fourth day of the creative process, the the greater light and the lesser light, the sun and the moon, represent understanding and will. Uh, in the context of the will, it's supposed to reflect our spiritual understanding. Just like the moon doesn't have light, it reflects sunlight. There's no such thing as moonlight. The will in and of itself is not enlightened. It has to have spiritual, it has to reflect spiritual understanding for us to get the healthy, happy, and prosperous life we desire. The will on its own can do some silly things. Therefore, go back and listen to those two series. I gave you exactly where you can go to really drill down on these faculties at a higher level. But what I want to remind you of is, even though Fillmore is giving this book as, even though the title is Christian Healing, it's, a, it's really a basic truth principles book, I don't want us to get away from the idea of healing. And why is that important? Because as we understand what healing is, it allows us to go forward. And on page 92 of the Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore uh, wrote, heal means to bring forth the perfect Christ man that exists within each of us. Again, to bring forth or manifest or demonstrate the perfect Christ man or being or spirit or idea or ideal that exists within each one of us under his definition of healing. He wrote, uh, he first quoted Webster's dictionary restoring to original purity or integrity. So healing is restoring to original purity or integrity. Then he wrote the first step in all spiritual healing is to believe and the next step is openness and receptivity to the stream of healing life. Now, I'm not going to read all of his definition on healing because you can go and read that on your own. But I want to deal with the first step in all of spiritual healing is to believe. 
What do you accept is true? Because that's what belief is. The first step in all spiritual healing is to is to accept it's true that it's possible. I didn't even say probable. I just said it's possible. I didn't say I know you can do it no matter what, because I don't know what's in your consciousness. I'm trying to work with what's in mine. Some things I work with move easily. Some things I work with are still very challenging. They they give me opportunities to grow. And healing does not necessarily mean always physical. It can mean other things. So we can be highly advanced in certain areas of our lives and and still a novice at other areas in our life. So it's important to get um, uh, understanding and work and develop to to expand or what's the what's the word I want to use mm. to to fully evolve all of these different faculties of the soul so we can have a balanced soul that can uh, more harmoniously express our true spiritual nature. So the first step is to believe that it's possible. And the next step is openness and receptivity. So I have to first accept that it's possible. Now I have to be open and receptive. What? Open and receptive to what? The stream of healing life. What does that mean? That there is an aspect of me that is always expressing the wholeness of God because of who I am, because of who you are, because of who we are. But we're not necessarily always open and receptive because the mind is is being, I don't want to use the word hypnotized, but but I'll just use the term in the delusion of the senses to the point to where we don't pay attention to the inner man, the inner being. So what's going on in our soul is not necessarily being focused on because we're looking at the things of the outer, the people in the outer, the, the goals of the outer, which I'm not saying any of those things are wrong or bad. What I am saying is that if, our attention is only outwardly focused. What ends up happening is we don't benefit from the inner power, wisdom, love, life, and substance of God that dwells within our true Christ nature. That's what I'm saying. Because Christ within, the God within, the spirit of truth within is our hope of glory. It doesn't make a difference. Um, uh, what you think you are giving your attention to if life isn't working. So what I'm saying is get back to the basics and get life together, your life. And how do you get your life together? By getting your thinking together. They go hand in hand. There's no such thing as getting your life together and not getting your thinking together. But what are we focusing our thinking on? The healing stream of healing life? Within us, are we thinking about God as substance and the source of our supply? Are we thinking about love as the attracting force, the magnetic force in our life that draws our good to us? Or are I focus on, you know, the, the, the gossip websites and the reality TV shows and what the person's doing or not doing in the family or, or who you agree with or don't agree with at your job or at your church or in your sorority or your fraternity or your neighborhood thing or whatever or what other people are doing. In other words, focusing our attention on things that we have very little influence on instead of dwelling on that which we can influence and even the people we can influence. We can't make any people make anyone do anything, but we can't influence things. Actually using our circle of influence to to uh, focus on, give our attention to, channel our power towards that and those things that we can make a difference in by sharing our time, talent, treasure, or whatever. So, Part of this Christian healing series and all of the shows that I do is to somewhat just grab your attention enough to say, 
Start thinking on things that are going on in your own spiritual nature and in your own soul. Where is God leading you? What is God seeking to express through you? How is how, what's going on in your soul? And really be true to that and what that means. Anyway, I say all that to say this. Go back and read some of these steps in Mr. Fillmore's uh, definitions. I gave you three that you can work with immediately. And we're going to get into the book momentarily. One of the things I do want to remind you of just quickly is that this show has a Facebook page. And the Facebook page is Reverend Galen, excuse me, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. So make sure that you check out the page, like it. Share, you know, share the things if you think it's beneficial on your page. Let's help spread the light around the world because it's necessary. We have work to do. The other thing is this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So go to unity.fm, click on the donate button and help support this online ministry so it can continue to at a, uh, present this message to the world at a very low cost so we can make sure that people in Mexico, in South America, in Central America, in, in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, in the, in the Polynesian islands, wherever, you don't know where these messages go, uh, can access this information that can transform their lives. I um, remember talking to uh, an assistant of one of the speakers that came to Christ Universal Temple one day. And she said to me that the speaker who remained nameless because I wasn't given permission to share this story uh, with their name, um, said that they help support some um, local, not local, international small church in one of the countries in Africa. I don't remember the country. And uh, it's a church only in the context of it's a bunch of people that meet and sit on the ground and they teach from the books that the author sends, author and speaker sends, along with the Bible. And that the pastor of that church walks, I believe, four hours or something like that a day just to get to the Internet just to be able to access stuff for the little village that he's in and to be able to get things and information to help his church. What if that individual minister was listening to the shows on Unity Online Radio? Think about the difference that that could make. This is the reason why we have to be very present to what are we supporting and why? Not not just with prayer. We need your prayers, but with your actual treasure. You know, so as your heart is moved, please make sure that you give and support this online ministry. I'm not saying every week. I'm not saying don't give every week. What I am saying is, as you have freely been given, as you have freely received, please freely give. Now, we have one more minute or so before the break. I want to cover something else. I want to make sure that if you want to call into the show, because I haven't had a call in in a while. I guess, you know, people get caught up. And I know I have the live listeners because, obviously, I get the reports. Uh, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Um, that way, I, I know that you're getting what I'm presenting I have an opportunity to answer questions, and you might have a question that might help somebody else down the line. So if you are so moved to say, hey, I didn't get that, maybe he can explain that a little bit um, more. Pick up the phone and call me, 888-558-6489. The producer will hook you right in. I'll take care of your question. Do what needs to be done, and it'll be all good. So at this point, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have a caller on the line, Donna from Michigan. Hello, Donna. How are you? Donna, are you there? Okay, I, I don't know what happened there. Donna? Yes. Hi, how are you doing? That's, we're having some technical difficulties with your call. Um, what is your question? Um, last week, you talked about praying yourself to sleep, mm-hmm. and I wanted you to explain that more clearly. Uh, <laughs> I literally pray myself to sleep. I mean, like, <laughs> like uh, I was um, in, in that um, story. I was talking about, you know, the the injury that I had to my the nerves in my neck and how it was affecting, um, you know, my ability to move my arm. But beyond that, it kept me in massive pain. So, you know, and then none of the medicines that I was taking, which was, you know, steroids, pain medication, and muscle relaxers were working. I got to the point that literally I would sit in a chair and just pray and pray and pray. And when I said pray, I mean, I was just affirming. It was affirmative prayer. I wasn't like, oh, God, da 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 I was just affirming the truth, sort of like the uh, Asians would call a mantra. I just used the same affirmations over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, till I drifted off until into unconsciousness. There was no other way for me really to explain it other than that's what I did. Uh, it got to that point. So, So in other words, 
I was going to keep my mind on what it is that I that I was seeking to express because I was having I, I was having a hard time even going to sleep. So the only way I could do that was to just take my mind somewhere else and just focus it on what I wanted to do. Now that takes some concentration, and I'm not gonna lie and say that it didn't. But as I told told said in the story last week. Uh, Reverend Coleman gave me quite the incentive to get it right. <laughs> okay. So does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Thank you for your yeah. program. Thank you. I appreciate you, and thank you for the support and listening. And um, and uh, and hopefully it's blessing many people in the state of Michigan. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> All right. Bye. God bless. Bye. All right. So for those who have the book, open up to page 107 under Will and Understanding. And uh, in the first paragraph, Fillmore writes, man manifests that which exists eternally in being. So what he's saying is, in my opinion, is that it is the job of the human being to manifest that which that which exists only in the spirit or in divine mind as an idea. It's important for us to recognize this because that says to me that we are here to manifest, demonstrate the goodness of God. Man manifests that which exists eternally in being. In other words, it always was, it always is, it always will be. But it shows up in different degrees and different forms because of the thinking of the individual that is expressing the idea. All right. He says, we talk about the faculty of man's minds as as if they belong to the individual and had origin in him. Man exists in the one invisible mind. He may assume to have a mind of his own, but his origin and destiny are in God mind. So when people say, start talking about my this and my that, Fillmore just wants to remind everybody yet again that it all exists in spirit. And we are one with God and we exist in God. As Reverend Coleman used to say, I'm an idea walking around in the mind of God. That was her way of reminding herself that she lived, moved, and had her being in divine mind. You know, and when we start to think of ourselves as ideas in the mind of God, uh, it shifts our perception of who we think we are. Okay, I'm an idea in the mind of God. What does that mean? My origin and my destiny are in God mind. In other words, my creation and my and what I can become all are in divine mind. Therefore, it is up to me to connect with my spiritual nature as a, as the thinker because I'm spirit soul body. The soul aspect has to be open and receptive, as I uh, talked about earlier, to what the spirit, our really true nature, is doing. And that, and the body, meaning the physical body and the life rolling affairs, will reflect what is actually going on in the soul. So what is this saying? What is the destiny of humanity? To be who you choose to be. Now, does that mean everybody can be the president of the United States at the same time? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is to be who you choose to be means that the destiny of a free will spiritual being with all potentiality and possibility is any and everything. The destiny of the spiritual being is to be, uh, to use old unity metaphysics uh, uh, type language, old science of mind, religious science, Ernest Holmes language, to use old Emma Curtis Hopkins language, to use old Melinda Kramer and Nona Brooks language. The destiny of all humanity is to become a fully manifested Christ. And I know we, so I, I keep using that term and I use it even though a lot of modern New Thought people don't use it because I think the term has been so hijacked and people use the term Christ only to mean Jesus when Christ means anointed. And, and in New Thought, we use it to represent God's idea of itself. That means I am a fully conscious soul who understands 
that I am God in expression. That is the destiny of all human beings. I believe that. Now, does that mean that uh, that happens overnight? Well, that depends on the the, the individuals. Uh, At the present rate of human consciousness, I doubt it, but I'm not going to say it's impossible. (laughs) I think we have some work to do. Anyway, the book goes on to say primal causes are complete, finished, absolute. Now, primal causes are divine ideas in divine mind. The divine ideas in divine mind, the ideas in divine mind are already complete, finished, and absolute. Reverend Coleman used to say it this way. God has already done all there is to do. She would say that all the time. Health already is. Prosperity already is. Love already is. Am I open and receptive to what God has already done? Now, that love will show up through me slightly different than it might show up through you. It might show up through the love of of a child or, you know, a love, you know, you know, my daughter or my love for what I do, taking care of the people uh, through ministry, et cetera, or through the love of friends and family, et cetera. But but it's love. The issue comes into play is, am I willing to accept? Now here's here's the here's the challenge right here. Am I willing to accept that spiritually I'm a finished product? I just don't know it. That's the journey. As James Dillard Freeman wrote many years ago in his book, The Case for Reincarnation, which is a great book. If you can find it, it's quite out of print. He wrote a chapter titled Perfect But Not Perfected. The Christ in me the Christ in you is perfect. The soul, the consciousness, the awareness of being doesn't know it's perfect. Therefore, the duality thinking, which is symbolized in the allegory of Adam and Eve, is the soul's belief in other than God. So the moment we start thinking other than God, started thinking that there's completeness and wholeness outside of God, that is the deception of the sensation of the five senses and the outer perception to trick us into believing that our wholeness can be can be expressed in any way outside of who we are spiritually. As I told some people last week, a person can, I don't, I said, I don't believe in, in a person having a, uh, what is, what is the term? Um, uh, this is my better half or, you know, people that are, couples start talking about, you know, my better half or, you know, you complete me. I said, I don't believe in better halves and people completing me. I don't have a half, a better anything. My better is whole. And nobody can complete me. They can compliment me, but they can't complete me. Why? Because God created me complete. So in my life, I'm complete. If you're not in my life, I'm complete. If you want to roll with me, let's roll. I'm complete. If you don't want to roll with me any longer, that's fine too. I'm complete. It's knowing who you are. Back to the book. This chapter has a lot of stuff. And so I'm, you know, already looking at it saying, wow, I was going to teach this, this, and this. And I'm looking at the time saying, wow. All right. So I'm, I'm going to skip over a few things and go right to some of the things that I want to really work with. All right. Bottom of page 108. He's talking about the will. All right, well, the last chapter, paragraph on page 108. He says, um, as the will of God, man represents the I am identity. This is individual consciousness. Freedom to act 
without dictation of any kind, selfhood without consciousness of cause, the power to make or break without limitation, constructive and destructive ability with a universe of workable potentialities. That was a large statement to explain life. Fillmore just basically said, you're a free will being and nothing and no one can dictate to you without your permission because you have freedom to act and you have selfhood and you have the ability to make a break, be constructive or destructive, what without any limitation to it, in a universe of workable potentialities, means meaning workable meaning that you can do something with it. So anything that is possible, anything that can potentially happen sits at the feet metaphorically of the thinking of a human being. He says man, but he's using old language. All right. He said, this is the will is the man without absolute freedom of will. Man would be an automaton, a robot, a machine. He says, if will were restricted in the least degree of any side, he would not be perfectly free. We know that God is the great unlimited and man, his image and likeness must be of the same character. Consequently, man has the same freedom that God has to act in the fulfillment of desire. So what that says is not even God can control your thinking. I wish it was. the. I wish sometimes I do wish that was the case, but that's not the case. You're that powerful. Not even God can control your thinking. So anytime a person gives up, he or she gives up his ability to think, comprehend, and whatever, that is somebody who you have allowed through trust to manipulate and deceive you. Maybe because you didn't know better. Maybe that was because of the way you were raised, cultured, nurtured, whatever. But please understand that you are that free. That's power. He goes on to say, God does not dictate man's acts, although he may instruct and draw him through love away from error. So God can instruct. God can guide. God can lead. God can teach. God can empower. But God doesn't make you do anything. God doesn't make. He says the idea that God makes a Man do certain things cannot be true in a single instance, excuse me, because if it were, man would not be a free agent. If God interfered with man's will in some things, it would follow that he could interfere in any and all things. Logic and observation clearly reveal the freedom of man in everything. That's deep. But when you look at the world, the things that we praise as great and the things we denounce because of the level of hatred and things of that nature, things that recently happened, for instance, in um, South Carolina, we can see the spectrum of man's thinking. And it is, re- and it is all reflected in what Fillmore is saying here. Get it. Fillmore is telling you that that. The range of human thinking can go anywhere from the Jesus's Buddhas, you know, the Gandhis to the, you know, destructive acts of some of the most we would call people who've done some of the most uh, despicable acts in human history. Because we're free. Now, here's the thing. If you're free and you don't know how to handle freedom, you can be destructive not only to yourself and others. If you put a person behind the wheel of a car who doesn't know how to drive, they can hurt themselves and others. If you let a kid, a child, a toddler play outside in front of the house and you don't watch them, they might run out into the street while cars are passing. There's a reason why people put kids in parks and in backyards and build fences around them because you have to have maturity to properly exercise freedom. 
and the soul maturity needed to exercise freedom uh, is needed so badly in human consciousness, it's unreal. This is why what we do in new thought is so important because it teaches people how to transform their consciousness. It shifts the, the mind from a belief in duality to a belief in oneness. It focuses on the love and self-empowerment instead of trying to be empowered uh, through your actions towards or towards others. It helps people become victors instead of blaming others and being the victim. So we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. All right, I'm skipping over a few things because I have to. For time's sake, because this is the last part, and I want to teach something on understanding in the chapter. So I'm going to jump over to uh, page 110. He says, uh, to strengthen the will and at the same time discipline it along right lines requires an understanding nothing less than divine. But man can balance his will and understanding. When he does this, he will always do the right thing at the right time. Nearly every mistake is the result of wills acting without the cooperation of his brother understanding. So in other words, when we start making decisions, we start making choices uh, without, when we start giving permission to things in mind and in action um, to things without understanding, without spiritual understanding, without the light of spirit, without knowing the uh, the pure knowing that exists in the soul, that is actually uh, 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 a recipe for disaster. You know, as Stephen Covey writes, uh, wrote about in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People 25 years ago, one of the seven habits, I think it's number four, is seek first to understand, then to be understood. So one of the, he was basically saying that if you want to be a highly effective person, one of the things you have to get right is I need to understand then seek to be understood. 
I would highly recommend that as a book, by the way, for anybody who wants to, uh, who are working on self-improvement, seven habits of highly effective people. Maybe I'll do that as a show one day. Anyway, uh, that would take a while. I might have to do two chapters, two shows per chapter. But anyway, uh, we don't have to continually make the same mistakes if we're willing to not be so willful and just jump out there. This is my opinion. This is what I believe in. This is why and whatever. And seek understanding. Okay, how am I, be, how am I being guided into something? And just because somebody asks you a question or requires something from you, unless it's something that is job-related or it's an emergency situation, but if a person wants your opinion on something, your thoughts on something, and there's time this isn't like an instant moment or a work moment or, or whatever. Be able to have the conversation of let me think about that and get back to you by whatever. Just don't leave it indefinite. But give your time yourself the opportunity to put your best thinking towards the thing. Because sometimes when people bring things to us, they're bringing it to us in in situations where we ha- are juggling many things or our mind isn't really focused on that one thing. So we actually have time to step away, step back and actually reflect on what it is that we're doing and the cause and effect. In other words, what are the consequences if I do this versus that, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to actually see the sequence between thought, decision, choice, permission and action. Sometimes we don't take the time to do that. And it's really important. To recognize that. All right. Back to the book. All right. The book goes on to say about how willfulness can harm the body. He says willfulness makes, I'm on page 110, willfulness makes tenseness and tense mind knots, ties knots in the nerve, muscles, and tendons of the whole organization. The metaphysician observing these conditions treats for relaxation of the will and for letting go of the whole system. So basically what he's saying is one of the things that sometimes can trip us up mentally and really affect the body is a willful mind. When you can't let go of a thing, when you really focus hardcore on on being willful, not willing, willful, it can it can it can really wreak havoc in your body, let alone in your relationships like marriage with your children, with your family, at work, the my way or the highway, or I just can't let it go, or you're just overthinking a thing and not relaxing and at times allowing it to let it go so it can have room to breathe. Uh, if you want to study more on how willfulness can harm the body, I would suggest you study the book The Healing Secret of the Ages by Catherine Ponder. All right. Okay. All right. So I want to jump a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about understanding. And this book, this chapter focuses primarily on will. In the, on page 112, he writes, there is a knowing quality in divine mind. God is supreme knowing. All right. And he says that in man which comprehends his understanding and knows and compares in wisdom. Actually, I just read that out of the revealing words. So what he's basically saying is, yet again, that there's an aspect in you that knows. There's an aspect in you that knows. And that knowing should be consulted, that knowing should be focused, that knowing should be first in consciousness. Now, here's the thing. It takes effort to function from understanding first. In other words, You have to study it, you have to pray and meditate about it, and you have to put it into practice intentionally. In other words, you're not just automatically going to read this chapter or listen to this show and say, oh, I'm just going to function from spiritual understanding now. No, it takes work. It takes work. And I think that it's important for you to know that because Anything that you want to do that is not your normal way of thinking, feeling, believing, speaking, and doing is going to take considerable effort to change the habit. When you really think about 
understanding as your first state of mind, you, and you know that that's not the way you normally get down, that's not how, not how you normally think, that means that you have to be extremely intentional about what you're doing. You literally have to create a new culture in your mind, in your soul. In other words, looking at it differently. This is why, you know, people go to week-long programs. They take classes for weeks and months at a time. They they get on prayer regimens. They join mastermind groups. They call prayer lines, Silent Unity or the Christ Universal Temple Prayer Ministry or other versions of it. They do all of these things to try to shift and create new habitual thinking because the mind will go to the path of least resistance. In other words, you fall back on what you were originally taught or how you originally behave. I was listening to a martial artist um, this morning teaching about uh, some techniques. And one of the things that one of the black belt said, instructor said was, um, when you forget everything else, you fall back to what you were originally taught. And now in his context, he was saying that it's the job of a martial art instructor to teach you things that can save your life first and then teach the people all the fancy techniques later. Well, I'm going to use that same uh, analogy metaphysically. Learn when when you when you learned a certain way of thinking, you weren't raised, nurtured, and cultured in this way of thinking. Your default thinking is what you normally fall back on. So what you literally have to create is such a foundation of spiritual principles by studying this new thought that it becomes your new default thinking. It's your fallback. It's your foundation. So when Stuff start going crazy. Do you fall back to the way you were nurtured, cultured, the way you're used to doing things through your life experience? Or do you fall back to truth? Until your fallback is truth, your conditioning process has not really began. Hear me. I didn't say finished. I said began. Because the beginning of a thing can be very long. But you can't talk about demonstrating becoming a manifested Christ when your default isn't even truth. When your default is still snapping, going off and telling people off and anger and fear and anxiety and stress and frustration. If that's the fallback, every time something happens and you got to pull yourself out of that space consistently. That that means, in my opinion, that your beginning hasn't finished. For you to Start the process to build. How can you create a building without a foundation? How can you build a car without a frame? How, you know, so, so you have to start somewhere. The start is immersing yourself in truth to the point to where it becomes your new normal. Literally. Your new normal. Is spiritual understanding my new normal? That doesn't mean that you get everything right or whatever, but it's the foundation for where you start. Not a place you're trying to get to. And fighting through your conditioned way of thinking that is based upon the illusions and the delusions of human consciousness trying to fight through that to get to spiritual knowledge Start with the baseline, and when things come from to you to tempt you to pull you away, you have a foundation. This is what it means metaphysically, allegorically, when Satan in the Bible tempts Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus replied with the scriptures that he learned growing up. Now, metaphysically, the Satan is the ego, the adverse will, the the adverse states of consciousness that try to pull you into a sense of separation and duality, not a being, but what's happening in your own mind. So when those type of thoughts come and they will, what's your foundation? That's the key. 
That's the key. What's your foundation? Knowing that matters. So with that, like I said before, um, we're about to wrap it up. I want to give one more um, statement I love on bottom of page 113 because, again, can't teach all of it. He says, um, never say I don't know. I don't understand. Claim your Christ understanding at all times and declare I'm not under any spell of human ignorance. I am one with infinite understanding. This doesn't mean if you don't know how to fix the car, you start going up under your car and blow stuff up and burn yourself or whatever. What this is saying is when you're dealing with situations and circumstances that are happening in your life, don't claim ignorance. Always claim that there's an answer because you are one with God and God is infinite intelligence. Therefore, there's an answer, whether it comes from within you or you attract it from your state of consciousness into your experience through another individual. So. Turn to page uh, 118, find some affirmations, four of them, work with them, and go from there. Uh, we will not um, – yeah, we will have a cl- uh, course next week. Is it next week? No, no course next week. We have to skip a week. Next week, there are no uh, shows on Unity Online Radio after – oh, it's all next week, right? Yeah, so I'll be back with you in two weeks with Truth Transforms. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Hey, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.